from the 2000s, there was uh, this new encyclopedia that came upon the scene, and uh, it didn't wasn't comprised of a bunch of professional writers. Uh, there weren't a whole lot of experts in putting this together. Uh, in other words, Wikipedia put together a whole lot of contributing. In fact. Anybody could contribute to uh, Wikipedia. And in putting this new resource together, Wikipedia became the new encyclopedia for the world, and it has become the most popular website on the Internet. And what that goes to show you is more can be done with a whole lot more contributors than it can be with just a few contributors. Folks, when it comes to the local church, more can be accomplished for the kingdom with many hands participating than just a paid few. And so I want to encourage you uh, through this sermon series. Uh, this week is going to be the message. Next week is going to be the application of this message. But uh, God wants you in the game. You know, in this church, we, we don't have a bunch of bored people who have nothing to do. For those who are wearing this shirt... The mission is really important. I mean, they're here and they're they're wanting to serve and they're wanting to love people and help all people love and follow Jesus. And we want you to be a part of this mission. We want you to be on mission with God with us. The Bible says in Ephesians 5, chapter 2, verse 10, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And there are a bunch of people in this church who are, who are fulfilling their mission. They're, they're, they're living out how God has wired them. And when we're living the way God has wired us, you know what? We find purpose and we find fulfillment in all that we're doing for Christ's work. And so that's my mission today to, for all of us is that we would get off the sideline and into the game and that our lives would be making a difference for the kingdom. There is something for everyone. Now, if you're here in our church and you're already way overextended, okay? You're already doing a lot in this church. I am not talking to you this morning, okay? So just be praying that uh, God will send additional volunteers to come support you. But I am not looking for something more for you to do, okay? Uh, this is for those who may need to be encouraged to do a little bit more. But what is your gift? What 
are you good at? And how can that contribute to to our church here? You know, God has given all of us a paintbrush. God has wired us specifically to paint a beautiful portrait of the body of Christ. The Bible says when we came into a relationship with Jesus, we were given a gift. And that gift isn't to bring attention to yourself. That gift isn't there to puff you up and fill you uh, with pride. No, that gift is there to encourage others. That's why I was so impressed with with Pastor Payton and Gene Copeland. You know, whenever you got around Pastor Payton, it was never about him. You know, the conversation wasn't ever about him. It was it was about what was happening in your life. And he was there to be a cheerleader and encourager of your life. And and that's what this the gifts are are meant to do. It's to encourage those around us. Gene, now I understand that Gene uh, taught uh, junior high a junior high Sunday school class at one time, long time ago, and that was a huge challenge. I'm not sure, you know, that Gene was necessarily gifted for that. I think Gene was willing to do whatever needed to be done, but Gene's strength was heating and air conditioner, air conditioning. And I remember him coming up to me one day and apologizing that he wasn't teaching uh, a Sunday school class, that he wasn't singing in the choir. And I just stopped him and said, Gene, you have nothing to be, uh, to apologize for. What you do in this church is, is so important and has saved this church. I'm convinced hundreds of thousands of dollars over the 50 plus years that he served here so but god has wired you specifically well you might be thinking well pastor i don't know how that fits in i I don't see anything uh where that you know i can use that particular strength or gift well hold on because you might find it uh this morning or over the course of this week but there is, I am convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is something for everyone here at Emmanuel. And we just want to encourage you to get in the game. And I want us to look uh, quickly at Acts chapter 6 this morning. Acts chapter 6, that's going to be kind of our, our text as uh, we get into the various ministries of our church, but uh, there was a lot of growth happening in the early church, the first church in Jerusalem. And you know, with church growth comes church problems. You know, you, you, you think of uh, mega churches and uh, all that God's adding to those churches, and uh, they, they must have all the volunteers in the world. No, there are, there are problems that accompany Every church who are trying to reach people for Jesus. And that describes us here as well. But let's look at Acts chapter 6. I want to read verses 1 through 6. Now in these days when the disciples were increasing in numbers, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews 
because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen and six other men. Verse 6. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. There were widows in this church, and there were Hellenists, and the Hellenists were those who spoke Greek. They they had come here from uh, other parts of the known world at that time. They had come for uh, Passover, and uh, uh, they they were there, and they had heard the gospel following the resurrection of Christ and 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 Pentecost. And uh, the the followers of Christ, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they went out and they began to preach the gospel. And all these people who were there from different regions heard the gospel in their own language. And thousands, the Bible says thousands came to Christ. And when they came to Christ, they continued to hang out in Jerusalem. Uh, because they wanted to grow. They wanted to learn more about this Jesus who was alive and had rose from the grave. And so when this budding church was um, was uh, being established and growing, there were some needs in this congregation. And there were some widows who spoke Greek, and there were some others, uh, that uh, the Hebrew women, who um, sp- spoke Aramaic. And the apostles who were responsible for teaching all these new believers, uh, they were also overseeing the, uh, the serving of tables, t- taking care of the needs of the, the widowers, the widows. And so there was this dispute. Those who uh, spoke uh, um, Greek, the Hellenists, they were being neglected. And... Uh, and uh, those who were Hebrew, they, their needs were being met. And so there was some cultural tension in this uh, brand new church. And uh, the apostle said, this is not good. We need some um, uh, godly, spiritual men who can oversee the waiting of tables uh, with uh, the needs in our congregation. And so they chose uh, seven. Now, I... I don't imagine that these seven men were physically, personally meeting the needs of all those widows. I'm sure that they had administrative skills and they were getting others involved in the, the ministry to, uh, to these widows. But there's a principle that you and I need to to grasp here from this passage of scripture. And the principle is this. When it comes to serving, the principle is let the teachers teach. The apostles uh, were gifted in teaching and preaching. And because there were these others needs, that 
particular, that most important area was being neglected. And so they needed to focus on the teaching and preaching. So the principles, let the teachers teach. Second, let the leaders lead. And for these uh, these men who were selected, these deacons, these seven men, they weren't just deacons, but they were leaders. They were leaders of others, getting others involved in the the ministry of serving tables. And so uh, let the leaders lead. And then the third principle is let the cooks cook. There were others who who were good at interfacing with the widows. There were people who were good at, they had the time to to wait on the tables, and they volunteered for, for service. And so that's important when it comes to the needs of the local church. Whatever you're good at, whatever your strength is, that's where you need to gravitate to so that Everybody can be doing something. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18 says, But as it is, God has arranged the members of the body, each one of them, as he chose. None of us have asked for our gift. God, this is what I want to do. No, that's a calling of God. And it is God who has assigned you the gift and your strength and where it best fits within a local body. God has chosen this, Paul says. First Peter, Peter chapter 4, verses 10 and 11 says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. I just want to pause there for a moment because uh, sometimes I'm a really poor guesser. Sometimes I'll see somebody in our church and I think, man, this person would be really good at this ministry. And I'll approach them and I'll talk to them about it. They have no desire to do that ministry. You know, they're wired differently. And so, you know, it's not me, it's not the, the elders of the church who are assigning these things. It is God who is assigning these things. And so there is a great variety of gifts. Paul said, Peter says, use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will be bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. So my question to you this week and next week is where does God want you? What has God called you to do? And friends, there's something that you're good at that can be applied to this church. And that brings me to the spreadsheet that's in your bulletin this morning. Hopefully you all uh, got a bulletin. Uh, If not, who didn't get a bulletin and they need a bulletin this morning? Raise your hand. Okay. 
Everybody's, everybody's got a bulletin. Okay, good. Well, there's a spreadsheet in there. And I want to kind of go over some of these um, different ministries in our church. And now we've tried to list every ministry in our church. And we've been working on this for a while now. And if we've overlooked your ministry, if you're, if you're volunteering in a, an area and it's not on this spreadsheet, I just want to say, I'm sorry. What you do is important and please tell us because we want every ministry represented here. Okay? So, but, uh, you, you look at this, 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 uh, spreadsheet. Now, most of these, Volunteers are already doing. There are a few uh, items on this spreadsheet, and this is front and back, are some items that we hope to do here in the new future, and I'll, I'll point those out as well. But you'll notice that there are 77, hey, that's a pretty good number, isn't it? 77? There are 77 uh, different volunteer ministries in our church. And we want to get every one of them on this sheet because every one is important. You know, some of these are behind the scenes and things that you never see. But they save the office staff an incredible amount of time and they are significant ministries and they need to be listed on our sheet. But, uh, and I want to go through some of those uh, this morning. Now, all of these um, ministries are going to be represented in our dining hall next Sunday after church. Okay, we've got them in 15 different booths. According to the color heading on uh, this spreadsheet, that's where you're going to find those particular ministries in that in that booth. But uh, this, if you haven't got your t-shirt yet, and you're involved in a volunteer ministry, you need to get it today after church. Uh, in the dining hall because we we need for you to wear it next week and if you're not sign if you're not volunteering in any ministry in our church right now we want to encourage you to sign up for a position a place next next week at our ministry fair and when you do you're going to get a t-shirt as well but we want everybody to be wearing these t-shirts and you're thinking to yourself orange lime green well, teal, why, why these colors, Pastor? Well, these colors are part of the color palette of our middle school room that uh, we're redesigning for children's church and our and our junior high ministry. And so uh, we just kind of went with this uh, color palette theme for our ministry fair. If you don't like it, tough Shaninskis. Because this is about the kids, Okay. It's not about you. It's about the kids and who we're trying to reach. Okay, but uh, you'll see uh, the first section is our children's ministry. Now, now I need to say this about uh, not all of these all take a great deal of time. Now, there are some that do take a great deal of time. And I'm thinking in particular, oh, I've kind of marked some of these things down, but um, I'm thinking of our IT area, um, benevolence, uh, Sunday school teachers and life group leaders, 
uh, Romeo, um, let's see, The Clothing Closet, uh, Good News Club, Neighborhood Supper, <clears throat> on. Uh, some of this takes uh, more time. And uh, I noted, and it's not on your spreadsheet, but I noted that uh, there's, for some volunteer positions, it takes between two or between three and five hours a week to do some of these uh, volunteer opportunities. And uh, I wish we uh, were able to present those volunteers gold medallions or something that they would wear around their necks so that we would all be able to see, you know, those who invest more time in their volunteer position. But I'm sure that they don't want that kind of... uh, attention brought to themselves, but I just want to acknowledge that uh, of all the volunteers in our church, about 70 or 60 of those volunteers, it requires about three to five hours a week for them to do what they do here at Emmanuel. And then there's another 70 volunteers who uh, uh, serve on, on Sunday morning or throughout the week. And it takes between one and two hours uh, each week. So, you know, of, among, of all the volunteer positions, about 120 uh, people, re- it requires between one and five hours for them to do their ministry every single week. Um, but that's not the majority of our list, okay? The majority of our list are... Um, pop-up ministry opportunities. They may be monthly. They may be uh, uh, intensive for a short period of time, a week, like vacation Bible school or or something of that nature. Um, So it's not necessarily all weekly. But let's go to children's ministry. So we have our Awana ministry. And and you'll notice that uh, in the... the, uh, the column, not the last column on the right, but the second to last column, we have uh, currently 10 people serving in that ministry. The Awana ministry needs six additional volunteers. If you keep going to the left, you'll, you'll see individual names listed alongside that ministry. Betsy Thibodeau is uh, the director of our Awana ministry. Now, as you go down this list, there's a lot of blanks. What that means is we need leaders among the volunteers. We need leaders helping uh, administrate, uh, organize the volunteers required to do that ministry. So not only do we need volunteers, more volunteers in our church, but we need leaders of volunteers. And so Betsy Thibodeau happens to be the leader of our volunteer ministry when it comes to Awana. Care Chrisman is our children's church uh, coordinator. Third on that list, and we're not going to go through all of these, but I do want to highlight our children's ministry. You'll see Sunday Heat Wave. What in the world is Sunday Heat Wave? Well, that's the name that we've given to our uh, new children's church program that's going to take place for eight consecutive weeks following Vacation Bible School. Okay. Now there's going to be a bit of a uh, adjustment in our summer schedule. Okay. This summer 
we're going to kind of condense our schedule around here because a lot of people go on vacation. We're not going to have Sunday school for eight consecutive weeks following um, vacation Bible school. Now, if you're in an adult class and you don't have any children, and as an adult, you would like to continue to meet for Bible study at the 9.15 hour, you are welcome to do that. But we're not going to have children Sunday school. We're not going to have youth Sunday school. We're going to have a children's church program during this worship service that's going to be um, highly interactive. We want vacation Bible, what happens during the week of vacation Bible school, we want that to continue to take place for eight consecutive weeks um, at the 1050 hour while the adults are in the worship service. You know, that's one thing that's really bothered me as, as pastor. We go all out to make vacation Bible school fun, interactive, high energy, um, for an entire week. But then when they come back on Sunday morning, we do a bait and switch. You know, the Sunday morning program isn't like what happened Monday through Friday. And so for eight consecutive weeks following vacation Bible school, we're going to do an experiment. Because not only do we want to continue to reach those children who have come that week, but we want to reach their mom and dads. And so we are going to um, unveil our new... Uh, middle school room area that's going to be designed for children's church with these colors. We're going to unveil that during vacation Bible school. And it's my desire that when vacation Bible school is over, children are saying they want to come back on Sunday. And we want them to experience that for eight consecutive weeks and uh, we're trusting that uh, that uh, we're going to reach some of those families who drop their kids off on uh, during the week for a vacation Bible school. So, But that ministry is heat wave. If you want to be part of that ministry for those eight weeks, maybe you're going to be on vacation for a part of the time. That's okay. Uh, but when you're here, you want to serve in that area. Um, again, out here next Sunday in the dining hall, we're going to have... Um, a heat wave section where you can uh, volunteer for that uh, summer program. Uh, but again, lots of different things in the children's area of Vacation Bible School. We all know about Vacation Bible School. Church, it's coming up. We need for you to volunteer. And uh, there's going to be a sign-up booth uh, next week. And if that's w- the one area where you serve all year long, guess what? You get a t-shirt. You know, that particular week is highly intensive. You're considered a volunteer, and we want to say thank you, and we want you to put on that shirt. So those are the needs in uh, our children's area. Office area. You'll see the the tally team. They they meet on Monday mornings, and uh, they uh, count our offering. You'll see down there flags. Flags? That's a ministry? 
Yeah, that's a brand new ministry. Okay? John Marcano. He leads himself in that ministry. But he probably needs someone to, as a backup in case he's sick or something. But what is the flag ministry? Well, John is in charge of the flags right out here in front of the office. You know, there was a period of time this last calendar year where those, where the president was ordering flags at half mass, it seemed like every other week. Well, we, we were being a poor testimony to our community at that point by not raising or lowering the flags at the right time. And we want to be a, a, an example. We want to know that uh, we pay attention to the affairs of what's happening in our, in our nation. And so John has taken it upon himself to make sure that if those flags are raised or lo- lowered, that that happens in a timely fashion. And we're being an example. We're being a testimony to our community. So that's, that's the flag ministry. And that's, that's one of those pop-ups. Facebook. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about Facebook in just a moment. But uh, we, we have an inside Facebook page that uh, I think a lot of you follow. If you're, if you're not a follower on our church Facebook page, please do so. Because that's one of the main ways we communicate in our church. Um, prayer team. Uh, we used to have a prayer team where you would call a certain indivi- individual and there would be a phone prayer chain or they would uh, put this on the, the email prayer chain. Well, things kind of change. Uh, technology changes. Uh, and so we still have a prayer ministry. But what we want to encourage you to do now, because this is brand new information, if you have a prayer request, you go to our church website website page, ibcridgecrest.org. If you have a prayer request, you go and you you click on that button on our the homepage of a prayer request, and that will go to the office, and the office will post that to our church management software system. And so those who are on our our prayer chain. Um, will receive that prayer request. If you want to be a part of that prayer chain, use the connection card this morning. Let us know, and we'll make sure that you get on that list. Then you'll see um, chapel and venue supply team, Jerry Hahn. What's that? You know all those envelopes and connection cards that are in pockets in front of you? Jerry and her husband take care of making sure that those pockets are supplied. You know what? It doesn't just happen by magic. There's someone who has taken responsibility for that. And it saves the staff a lot, a lot of hours. So that's Jerry's ministry. I'm not sure if she's looking for anybody. We don't have anybody, any numbers to the right of that. But uh, what she does uh, is very important. Member care. We have uh, we have six elders in our church, and uh, I oversee the uh, elders. 
Uh, we have deacons. We have nine deacons currently, and uh, we're looking for four mo- more. And uh, we'll be, um, you, several of you have given us uh, nominations, and we'll be uh, going through that selection process this next month. Baptisms. I don't know if you've noticed up here in the front, but uh, we have a portable baptistry. Well, we need volunteers for this uh, this uh, this ministry. We need uh, volunteers to help fill it and drain it. And when I say drain it, we don't just drain it on the floor around here. We got to take a hose outside and water the rose garden uh, out out uh, by the doors. But uh, we need volunteers for that. We need assistance to help those who are getting baptized, making sure that they have a towel and can get dried off and get back to a changing room during that baptism. In fact, we're baptizing next Sunday. So if you've never been baptized and you're ready to publicly declare your faith in Christ, take the connection card. Let us know that you would like to be baptized next Sunday. Um, and I'd encourage you to come to the membership class uh, this afternoon at 3 o'clock because we talk about baptism and so that that will be uh, more meaningful to you. But uh, but we need to have contact with you so that we can get you prepared for your baptism. Okay? And we're going to be doing that in our service next next Sunday and that's going to be that's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, but there's different things in our member care. Let me just touch on one thing touch of love a touch of love is for those um we volunteers go out and uh for those who are um homebound they they can't physically come to the church any longer uh we take people have volunteered to go and take them a bulletin uh the prayer sheet and just spend some time with them and and praying with them this is a very important ministry of our church so Typically, though, if you've had a car, um, we've needed you to serve in this ministry. Well, I want us to go beyond that. Uh, maybe you can't drive, uh, but you can make phone calls. You could still be part of the Touch of Love ministry. God could use you in important ways. Again, if you can't drive, there is still something that you can do. And that could be one of the areas in calling those who can no longer uh, visit us. Um, food services. Like to cook? We need cooks. And again, these are, these are pop-up events. It's not something that you have to do every single week, but we need additional volunteers who love to be in the kitchen and preparing and getting ready for, uh, special events. You know, I think we would be doing a lot more men's breakfast had we known, uh, the guys in our church who, uh, like to cook. Uh, but, uh, I know that Steve Schwer has put together a men's council and, uh, he's got some, some names on the list, not just for cooking, but for other things as well. But, uh, but whatever the event might be, if we have a barbecue in the park, we want to do movie nights, uh, in the park and use a gospel film to just, uh, share the good news, um, in our, in our community. And sometimes we'll, we'll do a barbecue. Well, we need some whopper floppers, okay? 
That's supposed to be funny. But we need some people who are willing to cook uh, hamburgers and hot dogs and uh, help provide a meal for people in our community as we share the gospel. So we have a food services um, uh, ministry booth that will be in the dining hall next week. First impressions. Uh, greeters. We need additional greeters. We need four more greeters on, on Sunday morning. Uh, Clyde is looking for a few uh, ushers on Sunday morning. Social media. Are you Facebook savvy? You know, we have our inside Facebook page. But I've just recently learned that uh, as a church, we need to have a Facebook page for our community. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the information that we are, we are sharing on our church favor, it's for the insider. It's for the people who are already here. But we need to be, uh, connecting with those who are in our community. And so we're looking for people who can put together, uh, encouraging scripture references or encouraging phrases that would capture the person on the outside who might be hurting. And when they respond to whatever post that might be, that we have advocates on our Facebook page who can respond, who can, who will say, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're praying for you that, uh, you know, that they're being heard. That's what that uh, social media outside the church Facebook page is talking about. First impressions for those outside in our community. Um, men's ministry, Romeo. You guys know what Romeo is? Romeo is uh, an acronym for Retired Old Men Enhancing Operations. Uh, we, our, our Romeo ministry has, uh, kind of dissipated here recently. There's just a few guys. But they, they meet down here at the church, uh, once a week to, uh, take on different volunteer projects, the things that need to be fixed. But if you're good with your hands and can contribute in that way, you have time during the, uh, the, the morning time. They usually meet in the morning time, one day a week, typically I think on Thursdays. Um, you can participate in our Romeo ministry. We need you. Outreach. Outreach. Uh, this is one of the things that I'm most excited about. Look at the number of uh, items on our outreach uh, section. Uh, folks, uh, we need additional volunteers in, in these areas. The Good News Club. Uh, this is taking place at Pierce Elementary right now. They meet on Thursdays after school. They have about 20 kids. Lots of children have gone, come, gone through there, prayed to receive Christ, and uh, they're looking for additional um, volunteers to help with that Good News Club uh, on Thursdays. You'll have an opportunity to sign up for that next next Sunday. Uh, women's ministry, worship ministry. One of the things that's not in this section is a videographer. We need a videographer. And a videographer is someone who can videotape um, uh, an event and edit it and uh, 
we'd be able to either play it back for that particular age group or in our church or on Facebook, but we need a videographer who can capture what's happening in the various ministries uh, of our church. We need, need more sound operators. Uh, do you like sound? Do you like technical stuff? You got an ear for music? Um, I think we have five volunteers and we need uh, three more in that area. Um, and so James Lejeune is uh, heading that up and uh, he's looking for additional people. PowerPoint operators. And what happens uh, during our worship time on Sunday morning, we need uh, support there. And then in our junior high and high school ministry, uh, Nathan is going to be taking 25 people to camp this summer. He needs camp counselors. Again, this is one of those week-long intensive things. But if you have the time and you'd like to be a camp counselor for junior high and high school students, please see Nathan because he needs to fill those spots. But uh, again, there's something for everyone. And so the application of this message is that you take this spreadsheet and you go home this week and you pray about what God, what would you have me to do? And then you come back next Sunday. We're going to dismiss early from this service and we're going, the application is going into the dining hall and encouraging you to sign up for something in our church. We want to provide lunch. We'll have uh, hot dogs, chips, and soda for you. But uh, it's going to be for the whole family. You don't have to stay long. But uh, we want you to come and learn what's happening here and get in the game. All right? You might be asking, Pastor, why? Why am I to do this? so that the kingdom might grow. Look at verse 7 of Acts chapter 6. Verse 7 says, And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. It's not about handing out a bulletin. It's not about changing a diaper. It's not about punching some things on a computer. It's about the kingdom. And when all God's people are doing something, the kingdom is going to grow. God wants to use every one of us. He's wired you to do something. And when you learn to serve, when you get into the game, that's when you begin to grow in your relationship with Christ because God is using you and you're being dependent upon Him. Let's pray. 
Father, I thank you for uh, this, uh, this opportunity to learn all that's uh, happening in our church and things that we want to see happen in our church. And God, I pray that uh, next week it will be a blessing not only to individuals, but to, um, to our ministries that, Lord, that we provide here at Emmanuel. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the gift, the gifts that you've entrusted to us in order to accomplish um, various ministries within the local church. May we all take our paintbrush and together paint an incredible God-honoring portrait of the body of Christ and what you would have us to do here in this community. Thank you, Father, for this time this morning. Use it in our lives and the life of our church. We look forward to what you're going to do this next week. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.